glad to be with you today, live from the ACU of Texas studios. So the diet world is massively confusing. Are you confused? Because even as a nutritionist, I get confused, whether it is keto, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, AIP, SCD, GAPS, low carb, FODMAPs, and on and on and on. And yes, there's way, way more than that. So it's incredibly difficult to navigate the waters on your own. I see how people are just what in the world do we eat? They're just so confused. And then adding all of these different dietary protocols and how to use them and when to use them and who it's best for, it can be really, really difficult to just figure out what in the world I'm supposed to eat. So I'm going one-on-one with you today. You get me all to yourselves. I'm going to break down a bunch of these different diets, some of the more mainstream ones, some of the more healing ones, so you can kind of get an idea of what they are and explain how they're used best, what some of the benefits are, negatives and positive, because there are negative negatives to some of these diets and when you should consider a healing protocol and kind of how to go about navigating that world. So if you're new to my show, I'm your host, Amy Robison, nutrition nerd and lover of pushing you out of your comfort zone. So I'm going to be pushing you a bit further today. So we're going to do a deep dive in this week's Thrive in Five. Here's Amy with this week's Thrive in Five. All right. So on today's Thrive in Five, I'm going to give you a 411 on what's called leaky gut or intestinal permeability. For those of you super nerds who want to go and look this up on PubMed or something like that, don't look up leaky gut because it's not going to be there. Look up intestinal permeability. I love this term. It's not like a good thing or anything, but I like the term because it's kind of an attention grabber. It's it's a good conversation starter because people are like, leaky gut, that sounds awful. Is that really a thing? Yes, it's really a thing. It has taken the medical community quite a while to actually accept that this is an issue and this is a problem with the exception of like a certain couple of um, diagnoses or a certain couple of health conditions. But for the most part, if you go to a regular doctor and you say, hey, I think I have leaky gut, they're probably going to laugh at you or give you a really look at you like you've got like a third head coming out of your neck or something. So they're probably not going to believe that that's true. But there's a lot of data. There's a lot of literature on it. There's more and more all the time. So it is actually a thing. You can have leaky gut and you can have leaky brain. You can have leaky cells. You can be just leaky all over the place, which basically in a nutshell means that there's just a breakdown in how the body is functioning. And so there's a breakdown in balance. There's a breakdown in just um, the systems working together. And that's when you kind of start heading into that disease path. So I'm going to kind of tell you what leaky gut is um, because in my world, we always back it up and work with the gut first. So anyone who comes to me with a bunch of health problems, and I get a lot of really complex things that come into my office, we always, instead of kind of going down the rabbit hole with all the things they've been diagnosed with, we just back it all up and say, okay, how is the digestion working? Is it functioning properly? So we go through some of the symptomology there, and sometimes they don't really have any symptoms of gut problem, but it's all neurological, or maybe they have widespread pain, and those things also so can be a sign that the gut isn't functioning. So you can come in with primarily like neurological conditions, but actually have a gut problem. And that gut problem is usually leaky gut. So when it comes to the way the digestion works in the small intestine is where most of your nutrients are absorbed. So where we have a leaky gut issue, it's going to be in that small intestinal lining. So Along the lining of the small intestine, um, we have these little villi, we call them. So it's like a brush border, almost like a shag carpet. So the little villi along that lining is where nutrients get absorbed. So everything that comes in is going to get broken down into its proper um, 
proper method and it's going to go into the bloodstream through those villi and the different villi along the small intestine basically says this goes here and this goes here and this goes here so you can have different points along the intestine where there's a problem and other points are just fine so there's also tight junctions. So these tight junctions, um, let's see, well, how can you kind of explain this? I guess if you put your, if you were to hold up your hand and put your fingers together, I know you guys can't see me doing this. If you're watching, you can see me do this. So if I hold up my hands and put all my fingers together, they're pretty tight and close together. So nothing can get through there. When we start getting into leaky gut, what begins to happen is something is causing some inflammation or some irritation in the lining of the gut. And we'll get to some of those things in just a minute. But something is going to cause some irritation. So over and over and over again, if there's like a continual assault of that inflammation, those junctions start to open up. So the fingers kind of start to, so my fingers are kind of spreading apart. And when that happens, it's not supposed to happen. That's very, very tightly regulated. So there's only supposed to be things getting into the bloodstream that are supposed to be there, which are going to be different nutrients. So when things start getting through, like if proteins aren't completely broken down and then they get through that lining um, and go into the bloodstream, the body freaks out because it's not supposed to be there. So those tight junctions, being close together and saying, yes, you can come in. No, you can't come in is what keeps you healthy. So when those things start to spread apart and things start coming into the bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there, the body literally starts wigging out in an appropriate way because it's a foreign invader now. So the immune system is going to set off a response when it comes in and it says, okay, we've got a foreign entity here. We're going to go tag it with an antibody. And so the next time that comes in, the body is going to launch that response again and go deal with it. So you can see where if you're continuing to put something in your body that's getting through the lining of the gut and your immune system continues to attack it, you're eventually going to have just widespread immune issues because that's not supposed to continue to happen like that on an everyday basis. And it's usually, again, it's a lifestyle thing. So it's what you're putting in your body. And you may not even know what this is. That's where, you know, we kind of get in. And as we get through some of the different diets today, I'll kind of talk about test, don't guess, because there is a point where some of the standard eliminations, you need to move beyond that. But it's, it's really, really difficult, and you really need to have somebody helping you with it. So the immune system responds. Now you're getting widespread illness. You can kind of go down the path of um, autoimmune conditions. So in, with an autoimmune condition, leaky gut is actually one of the what we call the three-legged stool. So with autoimmune, you've got your trigger. So that could be something stressful. It could be a food you're putting in your body. It could be a medication that you're taking. Um, it could be maybe you had a really severe trauma. Um, it could be foods that you're allergic to. It could be a number of different things that's going that, are, that will cause that particular thing to happen. So number two is genetics. So you usually have some kind of genetic predisposition. So typically it's someone in your immediate family that has autoimmune. So we see that a lot with Hashimoto's thyroiditis or maybe lupus or endometriosis. Some Somebody in the immediate family has one of those conditions already. And so you have that genetic predisposition. That means that a gene's turned on. Now, genes don't always express themselves. Even though it's there and you have the predisposition, you need that trigger to come in and turn the gene on. So that's called epigenetics. So it's an environmental factor coming into the body and flipping a switch essentially. So just because there is autoimmune in your family doesn't mean you're going to end up with autoimmune. Again, we need those other things in place. So you have the trigger and then you've got the leaky gut. 
a lot of times the trigger causes the leaky gut and then you've got just the whole, you know, cascade of things happening and it turns everything on and then you get that autoimmune condition. So autoimmune basically means that I don't, I don't really like this terminology, but it's the best way to kind of describe it right now. But it basically means the body's attacking itself. Now, I don't believe the body makes mistakes. I believe it's trying to protect you from something or do something. It's not trying to harm you. So one of the prevailing theories about autoimmune is that there's a potential as far as one of the triggers go to be a viral infection or bacterial infection, something like that in the organ it attacks. So when you have autoimmune, typically you have an attack on a specific organ, like Hashimoto's is going to be attack on the thyroid and celiac disease. That's attack on the lining of the small intestine. So Part of the theory is that if there's a viral load in the body, the body's actually attacking the virus and that's in that organ and it's not actually attacking the body itself. So just kind of throwing that out there because I really don't like the term the body attacks itself because when we, when we go down that route, and again, you all know I talk about how we think all the time. So when you're thinking my body's attacking me, it's much harder for the body to heal because you think you're at war with the body and that's not what's going on. The body's trying to correct something that's happening. It's kind of trying to correct an imbalance. So try not to think about it as a war, trying to try to think about it as a correction. And then we need to bring things into play, which we're going to talk about as we go through our diets today. We want to bring things into play that help the body make that adjustment and make that balance and heal itself, as opposed to thinking that there's something wrong with you and you're broken and you can't be fixed because that's absolutely not the case. So Going back to celiac disease, so most of you would probably heard of celiac and gluten. That's kind of like one of the big autoimmune conditions as far as where gluten is concerned. So I want to talk a little bit about how gluten causes leaky gut. When you have celiac disease, that brush border I was talking about, so your shag carpet in the small intestine, that's where all your nutrients get absorbed into. That brush border, um, the shag carpet in celiac disease is actually completely eroded. Now, it's not necessarily eroded through the entire lining. It could be in bits and pieces. It could be here and there. but you have complete erosion. And in fact, they actually won't even diagnose you as celiac until you have complete erosion, which to me is crazy. If you've got 50% erosion, you have a pretty big problem because you're not going to absorb nutrients. And I say this over and over, the body runs on nutrients. It doesn't run on calories. It runs on the nutrients in the body. So if you're not breaking down and absorbing the nutrients, guess what? Your body's not going to work too well and you probably feel really crappy. So it's really, really important to get that fixed. And even in celiac, that can be repaired. The body repairs itself. We just need to give it the tools and take out the interference so that that can happen. So gluten actually acts with a substance in the body called zonulin and zonulin helps to regulate those tight junctions. So the gluten actually cuts really the gliadin protein. It fits in zonulin like a lock and a key and it opens it up. So it opens up the tight junction and then the gluten protein can get into the bloodstream and that's where you get like full on chaos where Maybe you've got digestive issues. Maybe you have neurological issues. Um, Dr. Alicio Fasano, he's one of the big wigs in gluten um, research. He says that you know the, a huge percentage of people who actually have issues with gluten, it's all neurological. So your anxiety and your depression and maybe your brain fog and brain fatigue, that can be actually a gluten issue as opposed to it being all digestive. Some people, I've known people with celiac disease who have zero digestive problems and everything is neurological. It's really crazy how the body works. So that's a little breakdown on what leaky gut is. I know that was fast and furious because I could literally spend a whole hour on that, but it's important thing to understand as we get into some of these healing diets, because that's the reason we would use them. So diets can really suck and be completely overwhelming. And we're going to dig into the list of your keto and your anti-candida when we come up next. 
listen to previous episodes in our audio archives. Connect with us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You won't want to miss what's next. This is Thrive Life Radio with Amy Robinson. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzy's, fashion with an attitude. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lending. Lori Coppett. Oh, for God's sake. Welcome back, everyone. Glad to be with you today. Thrive Life Radio, live from the ACO of Texas studios. We are talking all things diet. So in the first segment, because I'm not going to go over this again, so I'm going to use this term a little bit called leaky gut. Um, in the first segment, I gave you like a super fast crash course on what that is. I know it sounds really gross and scary, and it's not a, it's not a good thing. It's something that is repairable, but I'm not going to go back through it because it's super a lot of information. I could really actually spend an entire show on that, but I want to go through the different diets that are out there because I get this question all the time, which diet should I choose? And it's much more complex than that because again, there's no one size fits all. In fact, I was talking to a client earlier this week who I just put on a little bit more restrictive diet than I would usually take a client to just based on some testing that came back. Um, so I was, you know, just talking with um, with my client and with my office mate, and we were just having a discussion about what I should talk about this week because I literally was not sure what to talk about this week. And she was like, "Well, why don't you explain what this diet is that you have me on, and maybe explain the different diets?" And I was like, "That's actually a fabulous idea because I haven't done that before, and there are literally so many out there. I have this enormous list of diets, so I'm going to get through as much as I can today because most of you are going to know some of the top ones like your paleo or maybe you know keto or vegan veg." vegetarian, something along those lines. Um, but there's actually a huge range of diets in my world, especially with what we call dietary protocols for different things that are going on in the body. And so we'll use those based off of what that person is um, coming to us want, coming to us with, what's being expressed in the body, what the symptoms are telling us. And it's all about kind of following the path and following the story. So 
I want to give a quick disclaimer because I'm going to be talking about these different diets, symptoms and like kind of reasons why we would might choose the diet and some of the issues with it, like nutrient deficiencies and things like that. I am not, if you are hearing your symptoms as I go through this, I'm not telling you to go out and start one of these diets because a lot of them are very restrictive and it's much better to work with a qualified practitioner when you start jumping into one of these because you can really set yourself up for some issues if you just hop right into one and don't understand kind of the process of implementation because depending on how severe your symptoms are or all of the things you have going on, if you hop right in, you could actually make yourself really, really sick. So please don't hop into one of these diets this is just educational today. If you have questions, you can always reach out to me on my website, mylifedelicious.com. You can get on my Facebook page. Um, you can send me an email directly from my website. You know, just reach out to me and ask me the questions and I'll give you very generic information because I really don't do diagnosing and things like that. And I also do not give recommendations over the phone or via email because I don't know your whole story because your story is really, really important when it comes to choosing what to put in your body. I mean, we want basically, you know, when I'm finished working with someone, I want to get to the point where we can pretty much have them eating anything and it doesn't matter because I don't want you to be stressing about and thinking about food all the time because that's totally counterproductive. So that's kind of where we kind of get to eventually. But when someone comes in to see me, we're backing it up. That's what we call it. We're going to back it up and we're going to look at what's going on with the digestion first. And we're going to start very kind of like slow and steady wins the race as far as when it comes to eliminations or removing foods from the diet, because we don't want a bunch of nutrient deficiencies. We don't want to make you really sick by going too far and too fast. We want to start with kind of the basics. So when someone comes in and when they start a program with me, right off the bat, I will pretty much take everybody off of gluten, dairy, and sugar. The reason being is those are the most inflammatory foods in most people's diets. And I'm not going to go into all of the reasons for that today because I literally don't have enough time to get through all of this information. But those are the three things I start with. And sometimes we can do those pretty rapidly depending on how pervasive the foods are in the diet. But sometimes we have to really baby step it because you can have withdrawals from all of these. Trust me. I have clients all the time walking off of you know stepping doing the stepping by you know step by step to get off of gluten or step by step of sugar and I had a client who just did the sugar thing and she feels so much better now that it's over now that she's kind of gotten over the hump but the first few days she had terrible headaches and we did it really slow we weren't just like get it all out right now it, you know there was a bit of a process and she had horrible headaches but on the flip side she's no more headaches she's already started to lose weight her you know her her mental focus and clarity is better her energy already improved. And this is literally after just oh, maybe a month of making some very small dietary changes. So it can happen really, really rapidly that you start to feel better. And of course, when you feel better, it's way easier to stick to, you know, not being able to eat tons of sugar. And one of her big things was actually sodas. You know, sodas can be really hard to get off of. Diet Coke is horrible. It's the absolute number one most addictive soda Second being Diet Dr. Pepper that's out there. People who are drinking those sodas, when it comes to taking them off, it can take sometimes a month or two to get people off of Diet Coke. It's crazy how addictive it is. So those are kind of the things that I do when we start out. So again, it's just gluten, dairy, and sugar is where we're going to start. We'll baby step it depending on how much is in the diet. So if someone's like eating cereal for breakfast, having a sandwich for lunch, and then pasta for dinner, which I literally did for years before figuring out that gluten was just absolutely not my friend, I would eat it all day long, especially cereal. Doug will totally love that. I would eat cereal at like every single meal because I loved cereal. It was like the most amazing thing to me, but now I absolutely just can't stand it. And I have zero, I have zero craving 
cravings for any of this stuff too, which is another interesting thing. I have a couple of clients who recently, recently kind of gotten through the sugar fix um, one, which is, you know, can't for some people that one's the hardest. Some people it's gluten but they finally got through that sugar and within like a couple of weeks, their cravings compared to what they were, were almost completely gone. So it's really amazing how quickly the body will adjust when you give it the opportunity. And I know change can be really scary, especially when it comes to diets. And I was watching this really great interview with, um, Cynthia Pasquale on impact theory recently. And she was, she, um, is the founder of transformational nutrition, which is a really cool nutrition program. Um, so she was talking like right at the very beginning of the interview about the percentage, um, of people who would rather die than change. And it's really high. It's like 80% when it comes to making a significant life change, most people just don't want to do it. If so, Let's talk about like diabetes, for example, because diabetes type two, it's progressive. It's going to, even if you're on medication and it's stabilized, it's going to continue to get worse. And diabetes is a lifestyle disease. I know we hear, oh, it's genetics. My parents had it. Again, remember, I was talking in the first segment about that epigenetics. So an environmental factor has to flip that gene on in order for it to express itself. It's not just a given that you're going to get diabetes just because it's in your family. Something from the outside has to come in and make that happen. So People would rather just continue the progression of the disease than make the necessary lifestyle adjustments for their body to heal because they, it's just too overwhelming. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but there's so many things attached to it. So there's emotional things attached. There's maybe behavior things that are attached that's been, that have been there since they were little kids that they don't recognize. And that's a whole other part of work when you're working with a practitioner on your health is they should be asking you about your whole story. So because food a lot of times is not the problem. It's, it can be an interference and it can be contributing to the issue, but it's usually not the core issue. There's other things going on. Again, it could be trauma. It could be major stressors. Um, it could be something, you know, psychological. It could be that you're in a car wreck and got a concussion. Um, even that can actually mess up your gut within like 24 hours. I think, I think the, I don't remember what it was I was watching really recently. It was very interesting. And they were talking about concussions and the gut. And I think it's within 24 hours, there's leaky gut happening after a concussion. So that's just a whole other aspect to that, which I will not go into today because I don't know enough about it, but it sounds very, very interesting to me. So you have to start low and slow. And so I'm going to go into some of these diets here, but Change is really, really important if you want to feel better. It doesn't always mean you have to do one of these, again, one of these diets I'm, I'm going to be talking about, and please don't just go out and start doing them because they are very, a lot of them are very restrictive, but you have to change in order for your body to heal itself. You have to give it the environment. We want to change the terrain in the body because it will heal itself if you give it the opportunity to do so, but you have to make the changes and take the action and do the work in order for that to happen. So diets. There's so many. So basic elimination diet is the one I kind of started out talking about and the one that I do when I have clients come in. So that's gluten, dairy, and sugar. So it's a great place to start to identify any potential food problems. So food triggers, um, because gluten is such an issue for a lot of people. And we'll talk about that on a totally other show because that takes forever, but it's good for pointing out food intolerances and sensitivities. Um, if there's enzyme deficiencies, so digestive enzyme sensitivities or deficiencies, um, if there's, um, imbalance 
imbalances in the bacteria in the body, if there's some motility issues in the gut, which that means like the movement of um, food through the digestive tract, that's what the motility means. Um, if they're not detoxifying food, or I mean, if they're not detoxifying things properly, there's widespread inflammation. So that could be even like eruptions on the skin, rashes, joint problems, any of those things can actually be a sign that the gut isn't working. Asthma and allergies, mood stuff, so your ADHD, your anxiety, your depression, brain fog, brain fatigue, all of that stuff, migraines. It's amazing how many people's headaches will start to either massively improve or go away when we identify a food issue. It's really incredible. And again, that's going to go hand in hand with that leaky gut. So if there's a food issue and they're getting migraines, probably got some leaky gut and leaky brain going on. And we've got a direct connection from the, the gut to the brain. In fact, more information goes from the gut to the brain than from the brain to the gut. It's very cool. So there's not a whole lot of issues with this. Um, there could be some detoxification occur when they're when you first start. So because there could be some die off, and then also that's like die off of bacteria. And then two, when you start taking some of these foods out because your body becomes addicted to them. So like gluten, we actually start to produce what are called gluteomorphins. So it has that kind of um, endorphin rush when you eat them. So they are actually very addictive. So like when I took gluten out. I didn't, first of all, this is a really good example of not doing it on your own because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. I just decided to do it because it was free and I didn't have to go to a doctor, but I totally should have found someone to work with. So the first week I took it out, I just went completely cold turkey. I didn't step it down. And remember, I was eating cereal and sandwiches and pasta. And I was eating tons and tons of wheat-based products because um, I didn't know any better. And so I just took it out. I ate a lot of scrambled eggs for the first week because I had absolutely no idea what to do. But... I felt terrible. I was super fatigued and lethargic. I could, it was even hard to like blow dry my hair. I kept having to put my arms down because my arms would get so tired, which was really weird. It was really scary. I had horrible headaches. Um, my stomach hurt. So that first week was absolutely terrible. And that's a good example of I should have stepped down into taking it out because it was such a big part of my diet. So I did it completely wrong. So do not do the same thing that I did. So that it was the, so that's kind of a detox reaction because my body was super addicted to it and it was like what the heck are you doing what did you just do to us it was so accustomed to those chemical cascades in my body of using that food and it just totally wigged out it was not good three months later I felt way way better so my digestive problems were gone I lost like thirty pounds um, I didn't have headaches anymore and I used to have chronic headaches. And on and on and on. I, I went over this in a, a few weeks ago in one of the shows, so I, I won't rehash that for you. You can go back and listen. So there's not really a whole lot of issues as far as this specific diet is concerned, the basic elimination. It's a great place to start, and it's the least invasive. So from there, we would go on to what we would call a full elimination. Um, so this is also not as restrictive as some of the ones I'm going to talk about. So this one is taking your basic elimination, and then you're going to add peanuts, soy, eggs, shellfish, and corn. And that means you're going to remove those. So peanuts can be an issue. They're actually not a nut. They're a bean. And for some people, they have a problem with them. Part of, part of the reason you could have a problem is if you have a mold sensitivity. Peanuts tend to be a little bit high in mold. Um, soy can be an issue for um, your hormones. Eggs can be a problem, just widespread inflammation. If they're, and so shellfish, same thing. Corn is also cross-reactive with gluten. So that means it has kind of some similar proteins to gluten. So your body can respond the same as it would to gluten. So the reasons why we would do this kind of the same as the, you know, basic elimination. So there's some enzyme deficiencies or there's some bugs that are out of whack, things like that. Uh, but then we could also have, 
you know, deeper widespread inflammation, um, asthma and allergies is a big one, skin conditions. So again, those rashes popping up, arthritis, so a lot of joint pain. I actually had a lot of joint pain um, in my fingers before I took gluten out and also in my jaw. So how I know I've been what we call glutened, I've been exposed to something, is I'll actually get pain and tightness in my jaw. It's really, really uncomfortable, but I know exactly what's happened when that happens. Um, so also cardiovascular disease, any kind of neurodegenerative things, and of course your you know ADHD, your uh, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, there's not really a lot of issues with this one either. Again, it's kind of just that you know some detox reactions, so you may not feel really good. But it, again, it's all about stepping down and taking things out um, in the best way. And again, working with someone who can help you identify that is the best way to go because they can help you step it down where you're not going to get sick. Because it, the goal is not for you to have this huge, awful detox reaction because, you know, just take my word for it, really sucks. And I've seen clients go through it. And when I when that happens, I'm like, okay, we've got to back it up a little bit. Let's not go so fast because I don't want them to get sick because that's just added stress on the body and it's really not very helpful. So those are kind of the starting points that I'll do with people. We're going to get into some that are a lot more in depth here and I'll get through as many as I possibly can. And if I can't get through all of them, I'll hit some next week. Um, but I've got a lot more to go over. So one of the common questions I get when people come into my office is, you're taking what out of my diet now? So I'm going to talk about the ins and outs of some of the healing dietary protocols coming up next. Hear what's next. N next. Right. This is Thrive Life Radio with Amy Robison. Wish you could hear more Thrive Life Radio? You can. Follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe in iTunes, and Google Play Music. Every episode, every week. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings, from palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? No one will provide you greater value than Coastal Shade Company. Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at CoastalShadeCo.com. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents. Agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Chuck's Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. Make plans for the 38th annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts. And finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. 
For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th, sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. Welcome back, Drive Life community. Always glad to be with you on this Friday morning. We are talking diets today. So I know I get so many questions about what diet should I choose? What, how should I make dietary changes? What should I be doing? What should I be doing differently? What should I be doing more of? And I know it's very, very confusing. So I'm going through what some of the different diets are. I'm going to talk about some of the healing diet protocols today. So if you've got kind of widespread health issues, um, some of the healing diets can be really helpful um, to make you feel better. Again, just like a little disclaimer, I'm talking about some of the symptoms and reasons why I would choose one of these diets for a client. But it's not something I want you to just run out and do because some of them are very restrictive and they're very hard to do. And when you do them incorrectly or if you do them for too long, you can end up with more problems. So it's really something if you feel like one of these, you need to do something like this, please just reach out to me. You can go to my website, go to my Facebook page and just send me a message. If it's something I feel like I can help you with, I'll bring you in and we'll do a free consult and just kind of see if it's a good fit. But I have a really amazing network of people that I can always send you out to if it's beyond what my scope of practice is and beyond my capabilities. So I have awesome people on my team that can absolutely help you out. So again, don't, please don't hop into one of these diets because some of them are pretty intense. So I kind of talked about some of the basic eliminations that I do when clients come in and that's gluten, dairy, and sugar. So that's where I start with pretty much everyone because we're going to back it up and do the most simple thing. Even if they've got this huge, complex issue, you know, a complex range of issues. I mean, I have people who come in with 10, 12 pages of health history, health problems, pages of surgeries, pages of medications, pages of supplementation. It's unbelievable. And people are tired and they're frustrated and they don't feel good and they just don't really know what to do next. Because again, the the diet world is, can be really confusing. And what works for somebody is not necessarily going to work for you. Or you may hop into it and it works for you for maybe a month or two and you feel really, really good. And then things kind of start to fall apart. So that's where working with someone can kind of help you identify when it's time for you to transition, either bringing some foods back in or doing a modification of the diet you're on, or just doing something completely completely different. So learning how to, and a practitioner can also help teach you how to listen to your body and know when it's time to make changes. Cause that's the ultimate goal. I tell people all the time, my goal is not to have clients for life. My goal is that you understand how to take care of yourself and you can choose the appropriate things to put in your body. Cause your body will tell you what it needs. If you give it the opportunity to tell you and you sit and listen. So my body always talks to me and tells me, but it says I need to stop being so sexy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it, it, it tells you you need to have tacos. That too. <laughs> that too. Both. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know if I can recover from that. All right. So, <laughs> so the next thing I'm going to go into is not eliminating tacos because tacos are awesome and tacos are life, right? Tacos are amazing. <laughs> Although I might actually tell you you have to give up like flour tortillas or even corn tortillas sometimes. And I know it's really, it could be a really painful thing when I have to go through that process with someone and tell them, they're like, well, can I have tacos? And this question actually does come up a lot, which is really funny. Um, It comes up a lot if they can still eat tacos. And sometimes the answer is no, because we have to remove, like we have to remove corn tortillas if there's like a more extreme issue going on. And their faces are always like, okay, 
just I'll do it and because it, it's always for a short period of time we try not to do things really really long term if, if at all possible so tacos can still totally be on the menu potentially so the first thing I want to talk about so I did basic elimination a little bit you know more widespread elimination and now I want to kind of get into some of the healing diets so some of these you may have never heard of before and you're wondering what in the world they are I'm going to kind of leave the more mainstream things like paleo keto things like that to the end um, because I want to kind of introduce you to some of the different things that are out there as opposed to just kind of strictly going by what everybody's talking about because there's way more to the story of working with diet to help the body heal itself. So one, another one of the big eliminations for people can be nightshades. So nightshade vegetables um, are going to be like your white potatoes, your eggplants, tomatoes, any kind of pepper, so hot peppers, bell peppers, any of that kind of stuff, paprika, chili powder, um, some kind, sometimes in some different supplements, tobacco. So if you're, you're, if you're a smoker, it's in there too. So the issue there are a couple of substances called calcitriol and alkaloids. Um, so they're, um, they're very reactionary herbs, and um, they can cause a lot of issues for people with autoimmune conditions, um, people with pain. So if you have fibromyalgia or some other kind of widespread pain issue, um, nightshades may not be your friend. That's one of the reasons we a lot of times take them out. So arthritis conditions, any kind of joint pain, if you've got excess buildup of calcium, again, the leaky gut, rheumatoid arthritis, um, even acid reflux. Of course, some of you with reflux out there like tomatoes and peppers and spicy things are probably not your friend. Um, so part of the issue with that is those substances in those foods that are causing a lot of injury irritation again, because they're just super reactionary. Um, if you've got bone issues, um, autoimmune, gout, osteoporosis, it may be a good thing to do a trial of removing the nightshades. I know that's kind of hard, especially if you love white potatoes, like I love potatoes. It'd be, I have taken them out before and it wasn't terrible, but it was, it was still a little sad. Um, tomatoes are kind of hard one too, just depending on what you love, but potatoes were particularly difficult for me because I like to eat potatoes all the time. So um, lycopene, um, some of the questions I get is like, well, what about, I need some of the things that are in these foods. And yes, that's true. So lycopene is one of the amazing sub substances in tomatoes. Um, it has awesome cancer fighting properties, but you can get those from other foods. So any of your orange, red, or pink fruits and vegetables, you can also get lycopene in those as well. So even though you're missing the tomatoes, you can certainly get that. Another thing we do when we're trying to bring those foods back in is we don't do any of them raw. We cook them because when you cook them, you actually reduce the alkaloids by about 50%. So it's a great way to reintroduce them and see if maybe there's a tolerance level. Sometimes we can bring foods back in and you can eat them maybe a couple days a week. So that would be kind of like a rotation diet. Um, and sometimes we have to leave them out for longer periods and sometimes we can bring them back in and everything is totally cool. You can just continue eating them. So that's nightshades. And that's another one that tends to be fairly common that we have to remove for people. And again, usually if we're, let me just say this too, as I get into some of these healing diets, these are not meant to be long-term. These are healing diets. You use them for a couple months. I try to use them for two to three months max and start bringing in, start reintroducing foods as quickly as possible. Reintroduction is a lengthy process. So the faster we can kind of get to that, depending on how the body responds to all the other healing stuff we have to do, then the faster we can start reintroducing some of those foods. So another big one out there is what's called the specific carbohydrate diet, also SCD diet. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to, I think it's scddietlifestyle.com or it's scdlifestyle.com. Um, so you can look that up there. They have, it's a great resource, lots of information. 
I'm not going to go completely into the background of it because it would take me too long. But basically, you're starting kind of with your basic elimination and taking all of that stuff out. And then you're taking out all grains. So that's like your rice and your quinoa and all flours. You're going to take all of that kind of stuff out. Processed meats, so no bacon. I know it's really painful. Bacon is, bacon makes everything better. So no bacon, no processed lunch meat, um, no sausages, any, any of those kind of things. Um, no canned and processed fruits and vegetables, which I think kind of speaks for itself in general. I wouldn't recommend that in general. Um, some of your beans and legumes, so you're going to take out soybeans, chickpeas, bean sprouts, mung beans, fava beans, and garbanzos. Um, you can do some properly prepared beans. I'm not going to go through the list of that, and I'm going to explain that in just a little bit when I get to another diet, what properly prepared means. Um, any kind of commercial dairy, organic or non-organic, it doesn't matter. Um, you're going to take out um, starches and tubers, which is also really hard. So that's like your potatoes and your sweet potatoes and stuff like that. Um, and that's pretty much it. So the reason we would do that is because someone has a much more severe digestive thing going on. So they've got IBS really bad, which again is kind of a crapshoot answer. It really just means you have a lot of digestive problems and we have no idea what's wrong with you. It's really kind of a BS answer. Um, so, or IBD. So IBD is inflammatory bowel disease. So that's where you have your ulcerative colitis and your Crohn's disease or your celiac also, um, people with diverticulitis. Um, again, celiac disease, really severe digestive distress, major food intolerance, and where you kind of just re need to almost like rebuild the gut. So that's kind of going back to that leaky gut that we talked about in the beginning. You kind of have to repair the gut. So by, I know it sounds really extreme to take all, the, all those foods, and it is. I mean, it's, it's a lot, and it's really hard. It's hard to stick to long term, but if it's necessary, when you get on the other side, you can have a lot of repair done in the gut, and then you might be able to bring all of those foods back in and be normal. So that's kind of the point at the end of this. It's not to leave those out long term. It's just to almost kind of, you're almost kind of giving the digestion a break, just saying, you know, hey, we're just going to chill out for a little bit and not just continue our assault of all of this stuff that is not working for us. We're just going to chill out for a bit, let things calm down, and then we're going to reassess and see where we're at. So some of the issues can be um, B vitamin deficiency. So it's really important to take a B complex. Um, there's not a lot of fiber in this diet because people with those really severe bowel conditions can actually have a really hard time with fiber. It can be really irritating for them. It can cause way more um, constipation, diarrhea, and things like that. So there's not a lot of fiber. Um, so that can affect the gut bacteria because the gut bacteria love to eat fiber. That's what helps them grow. Um, uh, because yeah, there's just very few vegetables and fruits and you're in the beans or taking all of that out in your grains. So you're taking out a lot of those things that can feed the gut bacteria, which again is why we want to make sure we're not getting those into those deficiencies, but also, um, knowing that this is not long term. And so when you go into one of these diets, it can be scary and it can be overwhelming and you can feel like you're not gonna be able to do it. You can do it. Um, but it's just knowing that it's not going to be forever. And the point is to get your body healed up so you can actually feel like a normal human being again. So another one of the diets, and this is not quite as restrictive, um, it's called traditional or WAPF, which is for Weston Price. Um, Weston Price is a really, really cool guy from back in the 30s and 40s. He was a dentist who traveled around the world trying to figure out why everyone was so much healthier than the people he was seeing and in like really remote areas, way, way healthier. So part of the highlights, I guess, of the WAPF is lots of bone broth, fermented foods, organ meats, um, whole raw dairy, cheese and butter, um, lots of traditional fats. So your tallow and your lard and your butter and your ghee, um, soaked and sprouted grains and soaked and sprouted beans. That's your proper 
preparation method. So it's similar to the paleo diet. Um, it's supposed to help with nutrient dense and, uh, you know, rebuilding and help with allergies and chronic fatigue. There can be really wonderful things about it. Um, it can have some blood sugar dysregulation and some weight gain. And um, you have to just really be careful of two, actually two heavy omega-3 to 6 imbalances from the heavy consumption of a lot of nuts. People eat a lot of nuts on these diets. So that's kind of a breakdown of that. So I'm going to get into a couple more of these diets and talk about what in the world you're actually supposed to be eating next. For more info on today's show, go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Click links and guests. Vinyl Draft Radio. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in Leak City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in Leak City. Call 281-337-7500. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? More? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Teakin and his staff at Teakin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TeakinSmiles.com. Because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape you suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work i cryo cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster feel better and it's all natural so there's no age limit and the best thing it's affordable cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out go to icryo.com today to find a location near you i cryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder Welcome back. Are diets driving you absolutely up the wall? Are you tired of trying to sift through the information and figure out what in the heck you're supposed to eat? Well, I'm breaking down some of those diets for you today and telling you whether or not they're good, whether or not they're great, whether or not they're bad, whether or not they're for Amy, <laughs> who's staring at me in the window. <laughs> So I'm kind of going through some of these different diets. And again, I'm just throwing out a disclaimer. Please do not hop into one of these diets if you see yourself in it because they're very restrictive and um, can you can get really sick doing it without somebody guiding you through the process. So please do not hop into one of these diets. I've done it myself and got myself really sick. Yes, I was better on the flip side, but I went through a whole lot of hell and pain getting there. So I'm just kind of throw that out there. Just, just take care of yourself. So... 
I'm talking about some of the healing protocols. Healing protocol is where you've got autoimmune conditions, severe digestive issues, maybe neurological things going on, or maybe all of the above. And we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into the diet world as opposed to just taking out the basics, which is what I do when people come to my office to begin with, which is your gluten, dairy, and sugar. Those are the most inflammatory foods. So we're going to take those out first because sometimes just removing those solves the problem. And then we do try to bring them back in unless they're just like, no, I feel amazing. I don't ever want to eat those foods again, which actually happens quite a bit. It happened for me for sure. I didn't do any testing to see if I had a gluten issue. I just took it out. And within three months, I felt so much better, like life-changing better that I was like, I'm never going back to eating that stuff. And you could not, literally could not pay me to start eating that stuff again because I feel so much better without it. So we've talked about a couple of the different um, healing diets. I want to talk about the autoimmune paleo program. So this is this was designed by Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. She is the paleo mom, paleomom.com. So she came up with this diet based off of her own autoimmune issues. So she has um, Hashimoto's, and then I'm going to totally not be able to say the other thing she has, so I'm not even going to try. So you can look up her story and read more about it. But she basically came up with this. So she's a research scientist, and so. She basically just started researching the different foods and how they could potentially affect the body. And so she came up with this whole protocol for working with people who have autoimmune because autoimmune is exploding for numerous reasons. Um, so autoimmune is exploding and a lot of people who have one autoimmune condition have multiple autoimmune conditions because it's just the immune system trying to rebalance the body, but it just continues to have these assaults and these triggers coming at it. And it has a really hard time with it or something from internal also, whether it's viral or, you know, yeast or bacteria that's kind of taken over a certain organ. And so the immune system's trying to get that out of there. So autoimmune is just, it's, it just is booming. It's, it's, it's awful because the symptoms can be, it can be really hard to get diagnosed um, because the symptoms are so widespread and they look like, they can look like so many different things unless there's really specific hallmarks. Like with lupus, you might have like the butterfly rash on the face or, you know, um, with psoriasis or you could, you know, of course you have the rashes and all of that kind of stuff. So sometimes it's very specific, but sometimes it's just super convoluted. And even if you get testing done, testing doesn't, is not always hundred percent either. So you can still kind of be in this limbo of not really knowing what's wrong with you. So this is why she came up with autoimmune, autoimmune paleo. So it's basically the paleo diet, which is no grains, no beans, no dairy, no gluten. Um, those are kind of the main things. It can be really heavy on nuts and seeds. So on autoimmune paleo, you also take out nuts and seeds, you take out eggs, and you take out the nightshades, which I talked about earlier. So we basically do this again when someone has autoimmune and when they have autoimmune and we've done kind of the basics and it's not getting corrected or we have some more extensive testing done and we find a bunch of problems um, that really need to be, we need to be a little bit more anti-inflammatory, a little bit more specific. I have a client who recently, I was saying in the beginning, who helped me decide what to talk about today, um, who I recently put on autoimmune paleo. And I don't do these restrictive diets very often because a lot of times we do correct it by making some other adjustments and then, of course, working on more of the mental, emotional, spiritual side, which is usually more along the lines of the problem. But sometimes it's necessary to just get more inf in interference and more crap out of the way. So the body can, we just kind of, what we call clear the muddy waters. So the body can just calm down and chill out for a little bit until we can get to the root of the problem. So it's kind of like that stuff is like a film in the way of seeing what the root is and seeing exactly what's going on in the body. So we kind of got to eliminate that for at least a little bit. And again, 
not for a very long period of time, two to three months max. And then we try to reintroduce foods unless they're just not getting any better. And if you're not getting any better after a couple of months of doing a diet like this, we need probably more functional testing to be done um, because there's something else going on and we want to get to the root. So that's when you kind of get into test, don't guess. So, cause we can keep trying to eliminate things and throw in stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, but that really just kind of makes the client go round and round in circles. And a lot of times they just end up feeling worse. So that's the point where it's test, don't guess. Go and get some legitimate functional food testing or whatever it is to try to find out what's going on um, because you can actually just make yourself worse by continuing to remove things from the diet and be so restricted that you end up with lots of deficiencies. So autoimmune paleo you can end up with some deficiencies because we've removed so many food. So zinc deficiency, because we're excluding nuts and seeds, um, selenium deficiency, um, it, which is really important for the thyroid. So selenium deficiency, again, because nuts and seeds, the main place for selenium would be like Brazil nuts. Um, vitamin B deficiency, so we usually have to do a B complex. Omega-3 and 6 imbalance, again, so we might have to do an omega. Um, it can be, it's, it's a very restrictive diet and it can be really difficult for people to stick to. So again, another one of those diets I recommend walking through with someone, working with a practitioner who's schooled in what this means so that they can, number one, support you and give you all the tools and resources you need, but also know when it's time to reintroduce foods or when we need to go into that testing phase instead. So it can be a great diet, but again, it's super restrictive, so we just need to be a little bit careful. I want to just really quickly talk about some of the foods um, sensitivities where you I would recommend actually testing and not just doing this um, because a lot of plant foods have what we call protectors. So there's substances within the plant that want to protect the plant from being eaten. So it can maybe make the plant bitter or make it like hard to digest because plants don't want to be eaten. The seeds don't want to be eaten. It wants to go in the ground and grow more plants. So it, they have built-in protections to keep them from being, being eaten, but we're eating a lot of them. So there's a book called The Plant Paradox um, that you may have heard of before. And so that goes into these protections that these plants have. So I'm just going to tell you the names of them. You don't need to remember these, but this is why I say if you're going this route, you need to get tested for this um, because taking out all these foods would be really extremely overwhelming. So there's low lectin, there's low salicylate, there's low amines, there's low glutamates. Those are kind of the big guys that are the protector. Nightshades also, they have those substances in them that actually protect you. So when you're kind of getting into that route, you really, really, really want to get some testing done because you can end up with some some pretty severe issues, you know, because a lot of them are very low fiber. So that can create some constipation. And again, then you're getting those good, healthy bugs out of whack, which, you know, have to do with how the body functions on the whole has to do with how your brain works. It has to do with how your gut works, has to do with how much weight you're carrying. So having those things out of whack is not really super great. So, but it's so restrictive that I highly recommend you do not do it yourself. If you're interested in learning more about what those are, because it's kind of involved, I just recommend reading the plant paradox book or going to to um, GundryMD.com. He's the one who wrote it. I think his first name is Stephen, Dr. Stephen Gundry. You can go to his website and learn more about those because it really is um, a very extensive diet. Um, and I don't really don't recommend just hopping into it and doing it yourself unless you have some background in what you're doing just so you don't create more issues. So the last one I'm going to talk about really quickly here is the GAPS diet. It's gut and psychology syndrome. Um, Dr. Natasha McCampbell McBride came up with this because her son had autism and she was trying to figure out what to do to help reduce symptoms. And she did. And there's a lot of really great things about this for something like autism. 
autism, ADHD, schizophrenia, depression, all of those type of things. However, it is also really difficult and very restrictive. So again, you want to work with a certified GAPS practitioner. We have some here in Houston. You can look them up and they're around the country. So you can kind of look at that. But basically... It's the basic elimination plus all grains and cereals, coffee, which is really sad, chocolate, which is also sad, um, any kind of, any kind of um, dairy, nuts and seeds, peanuts, soy, a lot of vegetables actually, especially really starchy ones. Um, it can be super restrictive and hard to follow. But I know people who've totally transformed their lives using the GAPS diet, again, for that short period of time. It kind of takes you through an introductory phase where you're really restricted. You're basically only like drinking broth for days um, and then starts to bring you into the full GAPS diet. So you absolutely want to work with a practitioner on this. And if you're interested in that, please let me know. And I can point you in the direction. I am not certified GAPS. I don't take people through this diet, but I can lead you to somebody who can. So I know that's a lot of information thrown at you guys about diets, but I think it's important to understand the wide range of what's going on out there, as well as understand that when you have a lot of health issues, it's so much better to find a practitioner to work with. So again, you can always reach out to me at mylifedelicious.com, my Facebook, you can shoot me an email. You can, you know, send me a message on the radio station. <laughs> you can come and talk to me at any time. And I'll either talk to you and give you like a free consult and we'll figure out if we can work together or I'm going to send you on to my amazing network of practitioners to get you the help you need because I know it can be overwhelming but your body will fix itself if you can give it the opportunity we just got to figure out what we need to do to get that to happen so thank you all so much for listening I look forward to seeing you next week stay tuned for Will and Trina as they give you the update on sports of the week goodbye for now Amy Robison is owner of My Life Delicious Nutrition Consulting Company. Reach out and learn more at mylifedelicious.com or call 832-875-2358. Thrive Life Radio, a final draft radio production.